Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Hey, we're back again. Today's episode is about your cleaning and your cleaning crew, to be specific. Uh, we've touched on this in the past. I, I'm not sure which episode, but I'm sure we've brought it up in the past. The importance of a good cleaner, good cleaning uh, company, whatever it is. Uh, if you are a small host and you only have like, what do you say, like one or two listings, you can probably get away with having just um, a person who comes and cleans for you. Um, if you are the backup plan to that person and you will clean if they are unavailable because nobody's available 365 days a year. Um, then, then yeah, that will work out just fine. Just having a small operation like that. But if you get to a certain number of properties where you are no longer going to be able to back up one person and one person just simply can't do them, it's time to hire a company. Uh, Lucas, what, what number of properties did you get to when you decided that it was time for a full on legitimate insured company to cover you? Was Mm. it like four, three? No, no, no. It was like two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I cleaned the one as often as I could when I had one. Um, obviously, that's additional money in my pocket uh, for cleaning. Uh, you know, and it that was a good basis, too, because it allowed me to see everything that needed to be cleaned. And so when I did go hire a cleaning company, you know, it's not like I was blind or clueless to what they right. were cleaning. Right. So when I go back and review their work, I would be like, hey, you can't miss this. This has to right. be cleaned. Uh, but definitely at two... Uh, or maybe when I onboarded my third one, I had to uh, finally go and hire a, a starting to get company. too much. Yeah, starting yeah. to get too much because if you get two properties that are you know incredibly messy during the day or they're not near each other, um, now you're driving and you know you only have six hours to turn those units before the next guest is checking in. Exactly, so. it gets it gets to be a little too short of a window. Uh, personally, I've got my uh, my whole um, uh, short term rental portfolio split up between three different programs for cleaning, depending on where they are. Um, like one in particular is, is one company that only covers three of them, but it's because that they're, they're next to each other. Um, got another one on the other end of town. It wouldn't make sense to spread them back and forth between, you know, the, the one on the opposite end of the, the twin city area. Um, then I've got some closer to home and I actually do, um, I don't have a problem hiring, you know, like, um, stay at home moms who are just looking for a little part-time gig while they take care of their kids. And I've even got one of them where the gal brings her kid with her. Um, I have no problem with that. One of my all. cleaners does that. She brings uh, she brings her daughter with her uh, to clean the condo. She sits there on an iPad while mom cleans, <laughs> and, uh, and you know. But that was a big incentive for her to be able to bring her, her kid with her on the weekends. Right, and it, it may sound um, you know like you're running a, a Mickey Mouse operation when you've got you know just one person here, one person there. But what you're really doing is you're taking your small business and you are uh, you know being somewhat generous to the community and that 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 may be uh, a very helpful thing for someone to make a few extra hundred bucks a week uh that they wouldn't make otherwise you know and doing a little part-time job oh for yeah you. it's incredibly helpful to the uh, cleaner that i hired that she's able to make an extra 1500 bucks a month uh, that's going into her paycheck on top of being able to hold her normal nine to five you know so if i have like a gap in between schedules like let's say on a wednesday i have a checkout but the next check-in's not until thursday and her, you know, she doesn't get off until 5 of a normal job. She can come clean at 5 p.m. I don't care. 
It doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, so that allows her to make that extra money for the day. Yeah. And then on the weekends, you know, she obviously her kid isn't at work, so she can bring the kid with her. Yeah. And she doesn't have to pay for babysitting and make that extra money. And it's literally a win-win because uh, the cleaner in particular that I'm talking about is by far my best cleaner. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and, and you only count on them for how many properties? That one? Uh, two or three per two or three, okay. per you know per time she cleans so yeah. her schedule makes up but the most she can do in a day is three yeah now if you have a very large operation where you get over 10 15 20 listings and you really truly do not want to think about you know one person's cleaning over here one person's cleaning two units over there and three units here um you can hire a large company um, there are companies out there first one that comes to mind is, is local it's molly made for instance i don't know how good they are at strs i've never experienced it um but I know there are companies out there that will advertise specifically that they are Airbnb ready. They know what to do. They know what you expect. They know what we want out of an Airbnb cleaning and STR cleaning. Um, and then, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be ready to service you. Um, yeah, you know, but the big companies come with a caveat that I've, you know, I have uh, fortunately uh, gotten the firsthand knowledge of. And that's one, they have hourly workers working for them. So maybe the company has a policy or the owners of that company are like, yes, we know how to clean. And we try to teach uh, our hourly workers how to clean, but at the end of the day, they're an hourly employee and, and they just don't care as much. And so I've watched those big companies come in and clean and, and unfortunately they don't typically do as good of a job and, and they typically cost more money uh, than the mom and pop cleaners. But again, if you're trying to centralize in one place, uh, it may benefit you to try to interview some of those big companies and, and give them a shot, kind of like a, you know, a 30 days and kind of see how they're doing type of thing to get your, you know, your... Mm -hmm. large company going. absolutely nothing wrong with that at all um in the uh in the interim if you uh if you want to support a small business you can find a smaller company that is a cleaning company per se and let them with their staff of maybe half a dozen people take your whole portfolio there's nothing wrong with that either um there's that's i use a company like that in in one of my segments yes me um, too i i have that uh, i have i have one company they've been with me the longest you know, and I, and I say that that other cleaner is probably my best because she's like mom and pop always on. But the uh, the owner of that cleaning company that I have, she's really good. But some of her hourly workers, again, that's where I've seen kind of the drop off in productivity in terms of making sure everything's clean and going through because they just don't care that little extra bit that they need because they're not the owner of the company. You know, they're getting paid hourly. So uh, that's definitely something to watch for. But Right, right. So let's talk about the unfortunate side of this. That's where we really wanted to hit on here. Um, how do you manage your cleaners and why does it matter? Um, sometimes you as an owner, when you get multiple units under your portfolio, you won't have time to check on your properties all the time. Let's clear this out though on one, on one word or one, one sentence, your properties are only as good as your cleaner. Absolutely. Period. hundred percent. And, and you're going to know pretty much, uh, without going on, on site, you're going to know if you've got a problem because you're going to start getting the reviews. Some guests don't have a problem telling you the moment they check in that there has been things missed at your at your property. That, that Maybe they look in the oven and there is crumbs all over and there's food cooked to the bottom of the oven from the last person's pizza. Or maybe it was six people ago and it's still there. Um, you know, they look in the dishwasher and there's still dirty dishes that haven't been run because your cleaner forgot to look in there. You know, that's a sign that your cleaner's moving a little too fast. They need to slow down, get back to basics, check through things. Um, these are thankfully problems I have not experienced in a long time. I had a company in the past without me doing a random check. I was starting to get uh, fours 
on cleanliness. Um, there were some people that exaggerated that the the uh, attention to detail that was being missed, but in the uh, it wasn't that they were doing the worst job you've ever seen. Okay, so I'm not saying that we had a cleaning company that ever came in and wasn't you know making the beds and wasn't cleaning them at all. And I've never really had a cleaner that that never even showed up. I've never had that happen. Um, I've heard the horror stories from other hosts where that has happened, where the cleaner flat out forgot to come. Um, I resolve that by giving my cleaners access to my listings. They can see the calendar. They always know what day they're expected there. Um, to me, that's the easiest way. I don't like to micromanage things and I trust my people. There's nothing they're going to learn by being the co-host uh, on Airbnb that they don't already know. And there's nothing I'm going to lose by making them a co-host. I don't mind that they see the calendar. So they've never not showed up. Now, do you mind if they see what you're making on cleaning fees? Uh, I don't give a crap. I give them the whole thing. It doesn't bother me. Do you do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, not on Airbnb because I have an administration fee that's tied into the cleaning fee. Uh, you know, and that covers because in my buildings, I give check-in tours. So yeah, that's, an, that's another guests. scenario. That's a whole so other a whole other scenario. Right? But yeah. if my cleaners see that we're taking in, you know, 50 additional dollars, why don't yeah. they think that, you know, and I know that a lot of other hosts out there are making a little bit of profit on that cleaning fee. Yeah. You know, so then. And actually, let me be clear about that. I will restate that. So if I pay someone 50, the cleaning fee might be 60. That's for supplies. You know, I figure that 10 bucks will cover, you know, when I run out of Windex or, or Clorox or something like that. Um, and, and to be honest, uh, we've talked about in the past that that's also for a little bit of the missing linens. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> linens grow legs, folks. Question. Do your cleaners carry their own supplies? Um, some folks, uh, that are hosts will say the cleaners got to bring everything. I keep the actual cleaning fee down two ways. This is just the way I do it. I'm not saying you have to do it this way. I don't make my cleaners do laundry. I also make certain that my cleaners have a fully stocked supply closet at every house. They never have to buy um, supplies to clean the house. They never have to do laundry at the houses. And they never have to bring any toiletries like um, paper towels or, or uh, teepee. See, let's house. let's turn this around because I'm the exact opposite. Right. Now, although I do have a little centralized place, things are broken up. Uh, you know, and, and obviously you're in the rental arbitrage, your own personal home, and I'm in the vacation rental world but the cleaners you know they supply the toilet paper and when i hire a new cleaner i tell them don't go buy the one ply stuff i don't want that stuff in high-end stuff but you don't have to go buy the three ply stuff just get something that's you know decent um they supply a roll of paper towels and they supply a, a bar of soap uh, on the flip side we provide uh, my owners provide laundry detergent dish detergent and trash bags and we we number that out you know you get three of each pods and then you get four trash bags. And that's kind of like a starter kit. So we build it into the description saying you will be given a starter kit. For the guest. For the guest. And so you're it, getting three bags. You're getting X of this, X of that. Yep. See, and that's that's another one of the differences between our listings. I don't even provide. Not one of my houses has washer and dryer included. Not one. And I've not, I've not, hurt, I've not been hurt by that at all. Um, your, your properties are different because for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, you're almost a seven-day minimum at all of them, right? All of them are minimums. All of them are seven-day minimums. Mine are two. <laughs> I get people there two or three days. Yeah. If you come to one of my homes for two or three days and you think you need laundry in my home, uh, what? Do you, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you need to do laundry after you've been there for two days? Now, do I have people that stay seven, 14, 21 days and stay two, three, four weeks at a time? Yeah, that happens. Uh, those folks will ask me, 
where's the nearest laundromat? Now, thank goodness in the areas of Minneapolis I'm at, there's actually a laundromat within about half a mile of every house. It's not a big deal. Um, but I, I, it just doesn't affect me. So difference there there's one of our differences between the high end you know uh luxury beach and my cleaners again they have to bring all of their own cleaning supplies we don't supply any of the cleaning supplies they bring their own and there's actually a couple supplies that we say you have to have this in your cart and that's you know the wyman stainless steel cleaner (laughs) keep the keep the appliances cleaned yeah um well i'll tell you for for my end of it and the way i run my business for our listeners to hear the differences between the different types of properties um I actually keep my cleaning costs very low because I go to the effort of making sure that they don't have to buy any supplies. Um, they don't have to bring anything. They can literally show up on a bicycle and do our houses. Um, I keep enough linens for all the houses, toilet papers and things like that, paper towels. Um, and I keep all the Swiffers and you know all that kind of stuff in stock. And I, I feel that keeps my costs down overall because I would have to pay the cleaners uh, exponentially more to bring all that stuff. And it would be more cumbersome for them. And I went the extra step and I made sure that um, they didn't have to do laundry either. Um, This, by doing it so that they don't have to bring any supplies and they don't have to do any laundry, it makes me, as an owner in a very competitive market, and competitive in terms of uh, good cleaners are hard to find, I make it so that it's easier for them and they want to work for me. Everybody that works for me thinks it's a great system and they love how easy it is to work for me. Now, one of the key individuals that makes it work is the person who does clean the laundry. It's their only job. And I pay them good money to come to the main property where all of the dirty laundry ends up. All of the tr- the cleaners are trained to bring the laundry to one spot. Um, she shows up once a week. She grabs the laundry. She goes to the laundromat. She cleans them. She folds all the sheets, she folds all the towels, and she brings them back and distributes them to the properties all around the area and makes sure that all the supply closets are filled every week. She comes on Wednesdays and she does that. That's her part-time job. She makes good extra money. She has a daytime job. She has a 9-to-5 job. And, you know, she gets to get some alone time for a few hours and she jams out some music or an audiobook at the laundromat and she loves it, you know, gets her out of the house and it's something to do. Um... But then, then, like I said, my cleaners then don't have that thing to do, and it makes them more efficient and more happy. Um, and you obviously just, you're just like, listen, you're going to do everything. That's your plan. Yeah. Well, we pay for that too, you know. Right. And, and these, you know, my properties are pretty big. You, you've seen them. You know, they're yeah. upwards of two to 3,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the cleaners, they set that fees. And now the, the, the cleaners uh, along our coastline are, they differ. Man, when I do interviews... Uh, or or make inquiries to different cleaning groups. I mean, I'll get anything between charging a hundred to three hundred dollars to do something the same. You know, it's just like okay, well, you know, when I first started, a cleaner said we charge one twenty five for that, one fifty for that, one seventy five for that. And I was like, all right, cool, that's fair. You know, and now I hear like two fifty, three hundred. I'm like, <laughs> eh, well, we're not going to pay that yeah. uh, because that's not what I'm paying. You know, and if my cleaner comes back to me and says, hey, the cost of goods have gone up and they want to raise the price five ten bucks, okay, go for it. You know. What we supply a couple things, you know, we have a lot of Weber electric grills on the balconies, um, and those come with a little tin foil pan to catch the grease. Again, the owners buy those. It's ten dollars. They come with twenty. The pan. Yeah, the pan. They're ten dollars. It comes for twenty-five of them. Well, if each guest gets one, you have two years worth of tin pans for for ten dollars. You and know, so it's obviously. It, so it's every other like what every other week, every three weeks, you, you take them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they're filled, and it's not something you clean. They just, no, you they just, just sit throw under it there. Away. Yep, throw it. Throw cleaner out. comes Got in, it. throws it away. Yeah, that's, a, 
That's an interesting little uh, tidbit there to know about. Yeah, that's different. Um, all right, so when it comes to the cleaners, again, uh, a good cleaner and a reliable cleaner, y- you do not have an Airbnb without good cleaning, period. You- you're not going to be in this business if you don't have a good relationship with your cleaners. Um, with that said, um, we just want to cover really quickly here to summarize what to do if your cleaners are slipping up and how are you going to know. Number one, I sort of was bringing this up before and we got off on a tangent. You're going to start to get low reviews. You're going to hear that from the tenants long before you do a random inspection and find something. But God forbid you get so hands off, you don't ever do a random inspection. You need to check on your properties. You cannot be so hands off that you never go look. You have to go look and you have to look with a critical eye and you're going to need to be um, somewhat assertive and talk to your yeah, I met I met a vacation rental guy. Uh, they have a pretty big company up in Tennessee with like a hundred plus rentals, and they have they hired a third party inspection crew to go. That's all they do, and that's all they do. That's all this company does is <laughs> inspect after cleaning, and I, they I inspect would take that job. <laughs> they inspect every single time after the cleaning, and then they just sign off on and it. and they sign off on it. Wow. Yep, and because that's wow. that's how the big company operates. But yeah, you do need to do the random checks um, if your cleaner's slipping up. You know, the first time, hey, you know, make sure you get to this. Uh, try not to miss it. Um, be nice, be kind, be courteous to them. Uh, yeah. The second time, you know, kind of be a little bit more upfront. Like, hey, I know we talked about this. Uh, make sure that it's, you know, make sure that you're getting to this because I got a, I got a complaint. And sometimes I'll send them a screenshot of the message that a guest sends me. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I got said to me. So it's not just yeah. me doing a random inspection. And you know, that lets them know that I don't want that message from the guest. It reflects poorly on them. Yep. Um, and I'm kind of a three strike guy. I don't know about you, but if well, uh, it depends. Know. Do you have a replacement cleaner? Maybe yeah. on the fourth strike, you don't have a choice. <laughs> That's I was happened. in that situation, and it just happened to me uh, six months ago, where the person that had been cleaning for well over a year, year and a half, uh, she was in control of a very large portion of my portfolio. And this was part of the learning process for me as an owner. Uh, she literally cleaned every one of my properties, and they all started slipping. And so I said, listen... I got to take one of the I got to take one of the properties that's that's in another neighborhood. I got to take that off your plate, and that's when I found a nice stay-at-home mom who takes care of that one now, and it's her baby. Yeah, she for me, a, for me. So then I started peeling properties off of her plate, and then she got down to three at one point. But they were my three big money makers, right? And the reviews were just. And the, the complaints, and then we had I the go same. Do, we had the same thing at the same time because yeah, we had talked we were both to each going other through about this. it. And so it's not like it's not three strikes. I mean, if they get if I have three people over the course of a year and a half say, "Oh, I didn't like cleaning," that's not three strikes. It's no, it's no. three consecutive it's over and guests, over and over again yeah, in a over month. and over and over again in a month. Yeah, um, that you get those three strikes, and and at the third strike in a in a very short period of time, that's when I start looking for the new cleaner and start right. interviewing. And start well, and then I'd, the I'd go there. I'd do my inspection right. Being a responsible owner, I'm very attentive to things, and and I'm I'm generally long before I send one of my subcontractors to go repair something, I always go look at it first because I'm a general contractor myself. Okay, so before I go call any one of my guys to go fix something, I'll get the tool belt on and I'll go look at it. Well, I'm in the properties quite often. I'm looking at the ceiling fans; they're full of dust. Mm. I'm rubbing my hand on top of just basic casing on a door frame, and it's full of dust. Same. I'm looking in the oven and the broiler underneath it, right? And it's disgusting. And she'll be in the property and I'd say, hey, listen, these ovens have got to be cleaned. You know, maybe once a month, hit me with a with a deep clean, right? I don't care if I pay more. Just deep clean the place once a month May- so that you can maintain it. If you are a cleaner and you are listening to this, please 
understand that we're, you know, we're not mad at you, but go the extra mile to clean the stuff. Even if you have to bill us more, say, hey, this time took us longer, but clean that stuff because I, you know, I'll point out things. I'll come in and do a random check or maybe I'm putting something in the units and I'll do a white glove check myself, like Ryan just said, and there's dust everywhere. The ceiling fans are gross. The oven's gross. And I say, hey, listen, girls, you got to clean this. Baseboard, same thing. Fingerprints on doors. And then they say we don't have the time every time. They say we don't have the time. Or or they say, yeah, we'll clean it, but then they don't clean it after that. They only clean it because you're there. Make sure that it's, you know, it's okay for them to charge you yeah. a little bit more to get that stuff if it's a one-time occurrence. Um, and then just stay on top of it because it only it only escalated to the point it was because it wasn't stayed on top of. To right. Well, with. so so here here was the deal. I told her multiple times. I told the boss. She had, she had employees. She had a bit of a turnover problem in her employees. And I said, listen, these, these ovens are disgusting. And every time I come here, they look the same as they did three weeks ago. Why are you not cleaning them? And it was a combination of... Poor management, poor leadership, laziness, and a bit of arrogance. She just kept looking at me saying, I just don't have time. And I'm like, you, you just, yeah, you do. You got to bill me for it. And I, I suggested to her multiple times, bill me once a month for a deeper clean. I don't care if once a month there's a double charge, right? Funny story. The new company came in. Every property needed like, and they, they take an hour to clean, by the way. Every property, the new company came in and spent four hours on each property just to get them to an acceptable level. That's how much different Cleaner A and Cleaner B were from each other. Cleaner B came in and said, after it being cleaned by Cleaner A, they were like, this place is disgusting. And they were picking out things I didn't even find. And that's how I knew I found the right company. Yeah. And now guess what happened? Several months into it, the boss calls me and says, hey, listen. We want to keep the properties at the level we put them at day one. And here's how we want to do it. And she suggested, without me having to say anything, she's like, once a month, you're going to see a double charge on each property. And we're going to go ahead and deep clean them, keep them at that nice baseline. And then every cleaning is just a a maintenance. And I said, you want to know something? I will pay you that with no problem. So, hey, cleaners, if you're listening to this, just know that most of your clients will go for that double charge and you just upsold them yeah. on the deep clean. At once once every 30 or 60 days, you get to make more money. I mean, hello, it's revenue. Uh, we're willing to pay it to keep those five-star reviews coming. And I have had zero, zero negative feedback on my cleaning since switching companies. As a matter of fact, people are now not just commenting how nice our places are because they're nice, regardless if they're a little dusty or not. They're always nice. But now we're getting... This place is immaculate. This place is clean. It smelled nice when I came in, etc. And you want to know something? When people feel like the place is cleaner, they treat it better. I've yep. had very, very, very few damage claims since then because people actually feel a little bit more respect for your home when it's in nicer shape. So get a good cleaning company. Communicate well with them. And if the again, if the cleaners are listening, don't be afraid to uh, to upsell us on a little extra service every few months, okay? Um, with that, I think that's everything. You got anything else to add? That's it. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on any of the tips and tricks we have for this industry. Sweet. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, and uh, in the meantime, get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.